Hello! This is Ethan from Sauce Kitchen Productions, and we're excited to be back with episode 5 of the Sauce Cast. It's the podcast where we chat about our favorite aspects of film and detail our own progress as filmmakers ourselves. Once again, I'm joined by Javon and Noah, and today is all about what has been described as Quentin Tarantino's love letter to filmmaking, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Though this movie came out theatrically back in 2019, we thought it'd be a good idea to revisit it, as the novelization's recently been released, and because it holds a special place in our hearts. We'll compare and contrast the book and the movie, and even talk about our recent experience at Casa Vega, a Mexican restaurant which is a prominent setting in the story. So buckle in, grab a snack, get comfy, because this is episode 5 of the SauceCast. Cue theme music. Good afternoon, fellas. This is definitely not our <laughs> first take. Fellas. <laughs> uh, we're just so excited. Our game today. We're just we're just so excited. I am I know yeah, I for one of I've been waiting to record this particular episode since we talked about doing a podcast in the first place. Uh, yep. because it's it's well, I mean, Ethan, what what's our theme for today? All right. Our theme for today is once upon a time in Hollywood. We got Noah over here. You guys can't see it, unfortunately, but he's dressed up like Cliff Booth with the uh, the yellow Hawaiian shirt. It's like my uh, Halloween costume from like 2019, shirt? yeah, 2018 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, recycling it. Hey, it was a classic costume, man. That 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 uh, looks like I'm gonna drive on down favors. to Spawn Ranch. Yeah, and I'm uh, I got my kimono on. I need a all I need is a blender full of margarita, which actually sounds pretty darn good. Right about now, to be quite honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> Jay, uh, Jay, and we didn't tell Javon any, like, like he, he didn't get the memo at all because there wasn't one. So, Jay, what are you? <laughs> I'm actually dressed up as uh, one of Randy's guys. Um, right. One of his dudes? One of the gapper? Yeah, I'm one of his dudes. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> all right so yeah that. once upon a time in hollywood <laughs> yep um but before we get uh into the nitty-gritty of that um have we uh have we watched anything new this week uh, fellas anything new this week um new. i'm gonna let javon go first because i need to stall in by time <laughs> well you made a javon. bad mistake because i didn't watch anything you're on the new spot buddy i didn't watch anything new bro okay literally well, Anything? I, I think what I, I think, not even like a show. Really, I mean, nah. You know, I, I think I'm working I, a lot this week. I, I mean, well, I did rewatch um, Power Rangers, like from 2017. It doesn't have to be new. Remember yeah. Oh, movie? the Power Rangers movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, rewatch that. Uh, Krispy Kreme. Krispy Kreme. Okay. Not right, Duncan. Sorry. We don't. We don't. It's not a Duncan household. It's right. Great. <laughs> and they don't run on Duncan. <laughs> but it was, you know, I was rewatching it, and I was just like, like man, that, like people really like. There was good franchise potential with that film, and right. I'm annoyed that we'll probably never see anything from that universe again. And it bothers yeah. me when I was rewatching it. It I was. It was cool triggered, because it was. But, it was. It was a different 
it was a very different take on on the Power Rangers. Like I I grew up yeah. watching Power Rangers cartoons. I like I was really interested in the movie. Like the suits were a little weird, you know, and and very alien. Yeah. But it was it was it was cool because it felt like suits were uh, it it did kind of feel like the Breakfast Club meets you know Power Rangers, right? It was very angsty, very like teen yeah. drama ish. Um, but I really enjoyed how they handled it and how they kind of built up their their training and and you know they didn't really get their powers essentially or their suits until the very end of the film um and yeah i thought i i mean we've talked about this i think i thought there was like great potential to yeah they, do a franchise tease, and do uh, do the whole uh they tease, they tease tommy the, oliver uh, saga but the, the you know the movie right right dang yeah that's a good i mean that's you said you didn't watch anything i, I mean i don't think it has to be new like that's that's yeah, a solid yeah, yeah. what i meant what, okay. what i meant was just have you watched anything but like you know it usually it's sometimes it's new. yeah the rules it's all good um i yeah i've been watching know, I this next episode everybody <laughs> i will watch he'll he'll, he'll 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 be very new he'll watch some like old like black and white silent film and and <laughs> like something with layers that, that's on brand uh, <laughs> that's definitely on brand yeah i mean mine mine wasn't revol- yeah, mine no, wasn't like you, man? i'm i'm not even like mine was pretty basic if you want to call it that i was watching marvel's what if series like that's this is kind of fun i mean it's yeah, yeah i mean i really like the the animation's pretty cool have they done the zombies uh, yet no, they haven't. Oh. I was I woke up and watched the new one today, actually. And while I was disappointed that it was not zombies, it was very interesting. Also, way darker than I was ready for. So thank you for that, Disney. Um, <laughs> it's like pretty, pretty, probably the darkest one they've done so far. But uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I like what, where they're going with the series. It's cool to just get these one shots where just like, if something weird is 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 off or amiss, and I think uh, Jeffrey Wright is is the Watcher, was he's great. So it's kind of like their Twilight Zone, you know. It's that's kind of how it's positioned in their mm-hmm. their stable of of like movies and TV shows, right? It's it's like their like version of the Twilight Zone. So it's kind of kind of cool, kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if yeah, they switch so. up the different styles of animation, like Love, Death, and Robots, but I thought like no, the not first really. One at least was it was it looked pretty pretty cool. Yeah, the the animation's it's all been the all same pretty straightforward. Kind of animation for the, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Like it's yeah, it's been the same ones for the last three episodes at least. Okay, I haven't yeah, seen the, the recent one. Uh, yeah, I've but, only yeah. seen the the first episode with uh, Captain England or whatever you want to call her. <laughs> Captain <laughs> Captain, Captain London Town. Captain Carter. <laughs> Come on, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean it. I, oh, yeah, I so I don't know. It's Come on. it's pretty. <laughs> I don't know if that's a basic, you know. I don't. I don't know. Anyway, what'd you watch, Ethan? No, I think it's fine. Yeah, it's. There are no wrong answers. <laughs> <laughs> that's the beauty of the test. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I watched um a movie called The Grand Master. Have you guys Ooh. um heard of it or or, or seen? I think it? I've heard of it. I haven't the seen Grand it. Master. The Grandmaster. Okay, that's so not the Paul Thomas Anderson film, right? No, it's not. It's uh, Wong Kar Wai. Who? Oh, okay. A lot of people. I'm thinking of the Master. My bad. A lot of people at UCSC um, <laughs> like raved about him, and um, I think mm. they actually screened one of his movies um, 
in like one of my classes, but you know, it's kind of hard to like enjoy a movie that, you know, it's like, it's like being, getting assigned reading, you know, you can't really like enjoy right. it for yourself because okay. like, you're forced That's fair. to see it. And like, there, there are books that I was forced to read in high school that I disliked at the time. Then when I actually went back and read them of my mm-hmm. own, yeah, accord. I, can, I, can like, I, like I really enjoyed too. I don't know if y'all read really? that, but that was, yeah, no, that was, that one yeah. was interesting. They also have like a Hulu, uh, yeah. original. That was a lot of Steinbeck based. for me. Mm. That was, uh, yeah. that's Grapes of Wrath, oh, right? Man. The Grapes of Wrath guy? Um, I, I really like East of Eden. I think that's my favorite, my favorite, uh, Steinbeck novel. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the biblical, biblical connections. It's, 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 it's a, it's a really interesting book, but. Hmm. All right. Anyway, this yeah, okay. kind of we're turning so, into a book club. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look at us. We're like old retired ladies. Literally. Retired. Um, so anyways, the Grandmaster. <laughs> yeah. The Grandmaster, um, directed by Wong Kar Wai. It's about uh, Ip Man, actually. Oh, oh! And uh, if you don't know who Ip Man is, if you don't know who Ip Man is, he was a Grandmaster of um a martial art known as wing chun it's a, i guess it's a type of kung fu i'm not like super cool. well versed in yeah. that but you know i got a wikipedia that just to make sure my, my facts are correct no, you, you got it right yeah okay cool and so in the like 1940s and 50s yeah, you got it right. he ran a successful martial arts school in china and he was even he was the teacher of bruce lee oh that's pretty cool yeah, so they've got a whole like line of kung fu lineage. Yes, that's, sir. Uh, that's pretty pretty cool. Um, yeah, so this movie pretty much just like details his life in like these these crazy times in China during like World War Two, and after that, I don't think we learn much about this in history since you know American history is you know kind of sus, but. Um, I, I, the Japanese like Chinese war so it was, it was it was turbulent times in China and turbulent times for him um so yeah this is my first experience with a Wong Kar Wai uh movie and he's known for long non-linear storytelling which now that I think of it I don't know if I'm like a super huge fan of to be honest because like it 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 can be interesting, but if it, if you don't like, you know, key the audience in on when specifically this is happening, when and who and why, you know, you can end up with just a hot mess. Um, so that being said, I think it was a, a, like at first it was a little hard to understand for me, um, but that that might have just been like a me issue. I don't know if I was like super, super invested in it <laughs> right. in like the first like 20 minutes. Cause you know, it's like, you know, you need a little bit to settle into a movie. And I felt like some of the characters just kind of like came and went and you didn't really get a sense of like who they were or why, <laughs> why they were there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But again, that might've just been like me being dumb or something. Yeah. But um, so what did I like about this movie? Javon, I know, because we talked about this in the, in the, in the uh, previous episode, that you don't like or that you have issues with American or um, Hollywood stylized fight scenes. 
Is that correct? Yes, sir. Yes. Well, can't, boy, can't buddy, stand him. Disgusting. Do I have the movie for you? Bet. <laughs> the fight scenes in this movie are so cool. They are so sweet. And they're not like, no, like, okay. There's some shaky cam. Because, you know, it's okay, fight scenes. So you got to add like a little yeah, bit of shaky cam. Just like right. all of the fight scenes. I swear to God, it only, there's like two shots that employ that in all of the fight scenes. And this is a Kung Fu movie. So there are a lot of fight scenes, right? Right. Right. Um, so it's really cool how they did this because, you know, you get the perspective that you're watching this fight because in, 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 in Hollywood fight scenes, you know, they always want you to be like invested in it and like, Oh yeah, you're right in the action. Right. That's why they use the shaky cam. Right. It's, it's intense. They want it to be intense. Right. It's still mm-hmm. intense, but there's like a voyeuristic aspect mixed in with that. Cause they're like high angle shots. Um, right. Everything is like they, he uses slow-mo a lot. That's one of his, like techniques he goes to like Zack Snyder would, would cream his pants if he saw this. <laughs> he probably has seen this oh, movie, to be quite honest with you. Um yeah, and he he also like mixes in like a slow frame rate and like a, a longer shutter speed, which makes everything like really blurry and kind of like surreal mm-hmm. almost. But it just kind of highlights just how you know s- technique and like the skill right. of you know one needs to be a good martial artist you know it's like a dance it's like you know how in 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 the prequel yeah. movies uh the star wars prequel movies like you know the uh the lightsaber fights were like more choreographed and less like brute force type things this is right. that that was like the the kung fu uh in uh, in this movie very intricate all of the details, like you were forced to pay attention to, like you know the, the kicks, mm-hmm. the chops, everything. Really, that's pretty cool. Really cool. Smooth camera motions, Japan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Smooth camera motions. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> all right, I hear that. Uh, cool. Delicious. We'll have to have to put that on our yeah. list. Yeah, and and I'm not gonna go too much more into it, but if you're a fan of cinematography, also watch it. Time to time to get down to the heart of the episode. So what originally prompted us wanting to have this discussion is one, we were looking for an excuse, I think, to talk about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, but uh, and we got that in the form of this book that actually recently came out. Uh, and it's the novelization of, of the film. Uh, and so that kind of kind of got us talking and, and inspiring our, this episode right here. Uh, we also re- very recently, like I mentioned earlier, went to Casa Vega, uh, you know, one of the locations used in the film. Um, so we wanted to talk about that as well. So it just kind of all, all came together for for a pretty, pretty packed episode, I think. Um, so we're just going to kick it off, though, first talking about the film before we go into the book, just to kind of, uh, you know, so we have something we can reference back to. Uh, so just like to get into it, like, what do we what do you guys really like about? Once upon a time in Hollywood, like what kind of what's the most memorable part of both like your viewing experience and your enjoyment of the film itself? Well, for me, you know how, or maybe we're just weird, but at, you know, like every friend group has like their designated like special memes, right? 
Right. I think once Inside upon jokes. a time, once upon a time in Hollywood has become our yeah, involved in our special jokes. Yeah, our, our inside jokes. Yeah, like <laughs> we we have referenced it like sneakily in other episodes. I have heard when I've edited, <laughs> uh, and you know we just kind of talk about it all the time, right? We just kind of latch on to a group. It's just like a series of like five different forms of media and then just roll <laughs> and then just run them into the ground yeah but i think <laughs> i think a particular reason why i enjoy this movie so much is probably because of that because it has become an inside joke and we all love it and then that got me thinking it's like why 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 do we all love this movie and <sighs> I, I i got i got a hypothesis that was, okay. i have a hypothesis um so, uh, hypotenuse, exactly. Scientific <laughs> method, baby. <laughs> All right. So, this, uh, you know, they build this movie as uh, Tarantino's, uh, they called it like a lo- his love letter to filmmaking, as well as to the city of L.A., right? Well, yeah. yeah that well, that relates to us, because we've lived in L.A. all of our lives, and what do we want to do with our lives? We want to make movies. Yeah. So I think it touched us in a very specific niche way to the point that we reference it pretty much every day. I mean, that's a that's a fine hypothesis, but I really just thought you guys were into it for all the feet shots. Like, (laughs) of course, of course, you know me so well, Noah. (laughs) Of course. Um, I mean, that's that's fair. Like. Yeah, there might be something to that. Um, I just know when I watched... No, not the feet. Um, I know when I watched this originally in theaters, I saw it like three or... I think three times when it came out. And it was just... It just... It grew on me very slowly, right? Like, it aged well, I feel like. Um, Because when I watched it the first time, I was just kind of bored. I didn't really understand a whole lot. Like, I thought the ending was really exciting. Um, But I just... I. I mean, I just wasn't blown away the first time I saw it. And then I kept watching it. And I've seen it quite a few times now at this point. Um, and I just really love the kind of how it just is, it's kind of meandering. And it's just kind of like, this, you know, day in the life kind of deal. Uh, and it's it's honestly, it's like just ambiance, right? Like the whole film is just like ambiance and just like, like you said, like this love big letter to this, this era. Right, exactly. Big on vibes. Um and so like that's what i really appreciate about it it's it's like yeah there's parts that are super weird and stuff that's super you know exciting and but it's like this kind of very relaxed atmosphere throughout uh you know kind of for that time period you know it's trying it's like encapsulating you know part of that that lifestyle i guess uh and just like the city at that time and i think that's really cool i mean i think yeah you're you're there's something to you saying we connect to it because it's like it's close to home. I was like, yeah, I mean, definitely there's part of me that's like, oh, you know, I live here. Like, it's kind of cool to see places that I've you know been to and I've seen like on the screen. So um, that's that's kind of like where it kind of it really grew on me in a sense. And now it's one of my favorite out of his films. But Javon, what was what was your experience when you were you were watching it? All right. Y'all want my honest experience when I was watching this movie? Sure. All right. I fell asleep. Not going to cap. I saw this movie. <laughs> I saw this movie like twice in one week, right? 
and I fell asleep both times at the same spot. Um, <laughs> it was during um, like when they go to, I don't know if, if, if the audience haven't seen it, which I don't know why you listen to this podcast. If you haven't seen the show, uh, seen the movie, but there's a part when they go to spawn ranch and I mean, um, some people <laughs> just saying, you should probably watch the, yeah. watch the movie before you watch <laughs> nothing, a podcast nothing, dedicated nothing. to this one movie. You know, just saying, just saying. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, continue. They're in, they're, they're in the spawn. They're in Spawn Ranch, and um, I think uh, he he talks to like the the guy who owns it, George Spawn. And I used to fall, I fell asleep all the time. And then I was remember like seeing the movie. I would talk, you know, talk to people after it, and being like, "Yo, I don't know if I really like this movie. I don't know if I really, really, you know, mess with it." But then right. after seeing it, I think the third time, the movie kind of like grew on me. Like, you know, if you play Halo and the flood comes in from slip space and they take over the dead bodies, that's kind of what this movie felt like to me. I, I, It was the flood in a good way, in a good way, not in, in a in a very existential, not existential, but more of an extinct, okay. uh, extinction level event. But more of an feel like it, it grew on me. Like, I know it's a weird, okay. a weird metaphor, but it really grew on me. Because it's just like just to watch somebody basically flex their muscles and and be like, you know what, this is the this is a thing that I'm I'm grateful to be a part of and to show love to a city that he that that formed him, that shaped him. It's it's right. just beautiful. It was it was a really beautiful thing. And I really just really thought about it like extensively, just like thinking about like just watching how like Tarantino talked about the film and how much time he put into the movie. Right. It's just crazy. Like it's just, mm-hmm. it's crazy to see. So I won't go to on too long. Cause you know, I like to ramble, but yeah, my experience, I, right. at first I wasn't not the biggest fan of this movie. Did I was like, nah, mm-hmm. this is weak, but I mean, my God, did this movie grow on me so well? Like yeah. I, I love it now. Mm-hmm. It's one of my like top three. I think, or the top I think five. going I into top it, five Tarantino film. I, I, I got a question for both of you guys first. What's up? What's up? Um, so you, you guys both kind of mentioned how, you know, your first viewing of, of the movie, you weren't super sold on it, weren't super thrilled about it. Um, I, I, <laughs> from the first viewing I was, already, I already enjoyed it. So I'm not in the same boat. So I, I mean, well, I, why. I wouldn't say I didn't enjoy it. I just was bored at parts, you know, like, like I said, there was a lot of really entertaining yeah scenes in it obviously like i remember the bruce lee scene you know the first time i saw it like i thought that was great uh the you know landing scene you know like there's a lot of a lot of really great parts of it i just thought that it i i think i went into it expecting something else because i it was i remember it was kind of marketed as a movie about the manson family a little bit and mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. Yep. thought I was going, I was expecting something a little more along the lines of like in, inglorious bastards, maybe, um, you know, in terms of just mm-hmm. like tone and violence and stuff. And that, like, like I said, like the, the physical action, <laughs> the last, like, exactly. Um, yeah. So I just, I think it caught me off guard with how, how like, you know, almost relaxed it was for, you know, in, in wandering, um, and like I said, I saw it like multiple mm-hmm. times in theaters uh, because it just happened. Like, I think I think did we see it together? We might have seen it together. Um, I think I saw it I with. So, yeah, I saw it with another friend and then I saw because my dad wanted to go see it. So I saw it with him and I just like kept going. I was like, I just 
at a certain point, like I had seen it like three times. I was just like, okay, I'm ready to see another film because I, you know, it was just, I didn't really get it at that point. (laughs) I was, I just, I didn't, yeah, I liked it more, more and more each time, but I was just very like, it wasn't what I expected. Okay. I gotcha. Um, yeah. Okay. So we can talk about like, what were your favorite, like what, what, what were some of your favorite like performances and like characters and, and scenes from the film? Cause I know we talked about that Bruce Lee scene and that was pretty oh, wild how he just, oh, just man. <laughs> like, and I know Bruce Lee, like, I don't know how faithful that was to who Bruce Lee was like if, but that was, that was pretty funny. Um, the, uh, is that yours? Is I don't. Yours? I don't know if that's most the most memorable because there's just so him? much of it that we quote. Like the, obviously that opening scene with Marvin Schwarz and the you know when he's he's crying in the parking lot, uh, you know like like when he pulls in, uh, pulls in with Cliff and and Roman Polanski's next door. He's like, huh, you know, Roman Polanski. <laughs> like it's just it's just. I think I think my favorite part, if I had to boil it down to something, is just like Cliff and Booth, or I mean Cliff and, and Rick's, uh, just their relationship with one another is just so so great, right? And I think that's that's really, I mean that's that's the heart of the movie, right? It's these these two guys, I yeah, and, I and so it's it's every agree. moment where that really shines through is is like this like these two partners, you know, just like just going going about stuff like that's that's where the movie's at its best i think and yeah a bunch of weird stuff happens to them individually that i think is great for especially rick's character development um but i think that's really my favorite if i had to boil it down to like you know i don't think i'd pick a favorite scene i think it's just like when those two are are together is probably probably the best and i was and and i was really worried that that one of them was was gonna bite it by the end of the film too because i just i I thought that was gonna end up happening so i was glad that it, things ended up working out. What about you, Javon? Um, wait, uh, sorry. The question was again. I'm, I'm I mean, what, what were some of the the things that that really stuck out to you that that you really enjoyed and you thought were well done? Oh man, um, you know, I really agree. Like, there's certain. Um, it, well, well, like, what really stuck out to me? I mean. Jeez, I just like all the production design that went into that movie to yeah, make right. a crappy Hollywood that I currently can we can drive through every day to get to work look like a utopia <laughs> was pre- I mean I wouldn't say a utopia but it right. was like but look like it did in the 60s was amazing. Um I believe the the chemistry between Brad Pitt and Leonardo actually I really believe they were best friends. Right. Or like at least like buds, like they've been they've been they've been together for a while, and man, just like I don't know, it just it and the whole like vibe of the film like just felt relaxing, like when you really right. think about it, because you go in the movie expecting this like, you know, like you said earlier, like you they they marketed like a a Manson family movie, and you're expecting you know, you know some real gruesome shit, you know, excuse my language, but real gruesome stuff. And, you know, it wasn't like the Manson thing was like 1% of the entire film. Right. And it was really just like just going through a day, like a slice of life type thing. And I I think that that's what really stuck out to me, because now movies nowadays always are just like it's about like the spectacle. But 
it, it was cool to see a movie slow down a bit and, you know, be very dialogue heavy and, you know, have just the actors carry the, carry the movie, not the action. Right. So it was really that, that's, I think that, I think that's really what stuck out to me. The whole, whole vibe, the production, and the, just the whole thing around and it, like the behind the scenes stuff. Really the design cool. of everything was, was great. Like their costumes were, were just, like you had uh you had Cliff Booth and the old denim at one point. Um, like it, it was just, it's just, it suited them both so yeah. well in their characters. Like it just, uh yeah they and, and just the just like the accents i think too like we talk a lot about like leonardo dicaprio's uh <laughs> accent in that movie is just hilarious and i wish he would just use it for everything <laughs> like um facts <laughs> honestly yeah i mean so so where where would you rank uh where, where would you rank once upon a time in hollywood in tarantino's filmography like and and what really like really sets it apart from from the other films he's he's put out there for me i i think it's like top three top three okay Mm. yeah (laughs) i know my first one i we've talked about this before but my first my favorite tarantino movie is glorious bastards um to be honest my two my, my number two fluctuates between reservoir dogs and right something else it's hard um it's hard remember. yeah because every time i think i have it really like is, i remember really another is. film exists i'm like Ugh. yeah exactly um yeah. so what you were saying to, uh what sets it apart is that it's 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 like i said earlier it's his like victory lap almost his 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 love letter right. to making movies right what about you Javon yeah uh you know what I think where I'll rank this man um geez you know it, it's you guys kind of hit it on the head earlier just saying like every time you think of something like you're like all right I got the list set you know and then you think of another movie and you're like man but I really love this part in this one movie and then you're like, all right, well, I got to, you know, back to one um, for this for my list because right. I'm screwing up. Um, <laughs> but I really I, you know what? Um, I think for me, I would definitely put, uh, you know, I kind of I agree with Ethan. I think I would I would put this in the top three. Because um, nice. Pulp Fiction is my number one, 100 percent. I, I okay. love me some Pulp Fiction. I just love the the nonlinearness of 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 that film um and just everything about it i just love the vibe um the hateful eight is definitely number two and and i mean by the hateful actually honestly oh, the hateful eight the and django eight. unchained oh, yeah. the hateful eight yeah. and django oh, unchained man. are tied for number two yeah because I think they both include the being eight. westerns yeah yeah they really do the hateful eight if you honestly because i know tarantino was talking about making that into a stage play which he should. Cool. It would definitely work. Yeah. I would definitely want to be in it. <laughs> That'd be great. Because um, it oh, almost plays exactly like it. And I remember see, what, what uh, like, us seeing be? it in the Roadshow version. I mean, that was... Huh? That was so fun. Yeah. That was an amazing experience. And, I, and I've and i never forgot about that film-going experience. So that would never... So like I'm saying, Django and Hateful Eight, top two. And then I'll put Once Upon a Time in Hollywood on the on top three. Like, yeah. It's... It's that it's it's that vibe. I think film. it's 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 something I go back to. A I lot. think I think Once Upon a Time mm-hmm. is top three 
and it, it might not be three. I don't know, because I, I think I definitely have my top two are definitely hmm. some combination of Inglorious Bastards. I like how it's all. A yeah, honestly, it, it's probably like <laughs> Inglorious Bastards and Django <laughs> yeah. Unchained are, are my top two. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I love like Pulp Fiction's a classic, obviously. Like, it's like. <laughs> I don't want to think about it anymore, but once upon a time in Hollywood, somewhere, somewhere between those two movies, I think. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know. I don't want to want to think about it anymore, but yeah, I I think it does. It it is just different from, from, you know, a lot of the, the other films that he's, he's done. Right. Because like I said, like I felt like almost on edge the whole time, just waiting for the violence to break out. And it really didn't until that the last like what twenty minutes or so, right? Like <laughs> the whole time I was waiting on it, it was like just his yeah. his brand of like ridiculous and yeah. But uh, I, it, I mean, just that last scene is just just such a ridiculous conversation where where he comes out and he's just like, yeah, I mean, well, a bunch of bunch of hippies broke into my into my pool and I torched one of them, like. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are we talking about? He's like, you, you torched him? Yeah, I mean, I had a had a flamethrower on my tool shit. So, like, it's like so matter of factly, but it's just so great. It was so casual, right? Is everyone okay? The fucking hippies aren't. That's for, for damn I think sure. that's that's my second favorite part about throughout the whole the whole film is just just consistently how Rick Dalton just just shits on hippies. Like 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 he makes a point yeah. at every turn. It's just so unnecessary at certain points, and he just he does it anyway. All right, so that's that's the uh that's once upon a time a time in hollywood the film and the interest of just keeping things moving let's talk about the book because that's really what inspired this podcast coming together so like where and and how did Mm -hmm. the film really differ from the book and was it always in ways that you thought were beneficial to flesh out the story um because there's there's certain points in the film especially like that very first scene that are shot or it's it's shot differently than it's written in the novel right uh that first scene with with uh marvin schwarz right yeah um so how did that how did that impact your experience well okay so i bought the uh i, I bought the movie on amazon prime look at you mr big bucks and it um I, man, I remember as soon as that, as no, soon as it dropped, I'm like, Bezos. I need to purchase this movie. <laughs> yes, yeah, I am putting single-handedly putting Send money in space. Jeff Bezos's pocket. All right. Yeah. Anyways, okay. um, so it came at the end of the credits with um, a whole bunch of deleted scenes, like um, had like a Red Apple commercial in there and more stuff on the Lancer set and uh some other stuff i think like maybe half of like an episode of bounty law as well um but yeah so the book really just you know it took the minute details of the movie and just expanded on them in order to you know further develop the story um so i'm I'm not a reader. I don't That's read an L, much. But this book was such yeah. a page turner. Mm-hmm. Man. Man. 
Um, but yeah, no, what I really liked about it is how it could go. It went into more detail about, you know, not just the main characters, but right. like, you know, the right. minor characters like Jim Stacy. And I think one of my favorite parts of the book was the, you know, just how it explained the dynamics right. of the Lancer set and what was going through like the mental, um, the heads of like Rick and Jim and the director, I forgot his name. Right. Uh, Sam. Sam Watermaker. And how there was like, you know, that, <laughs> that power struggle between Rick and, and, and Jim. The... And when, 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 when the director was talking, yeah. talking about Shakespeare and Rick was like, the, 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 the running internal monologue about? of Rick Dalton's <laughs> thoughts was definitely one of the highlights of the book book for me. Like, like, cause, he, cause he's just literally like, nice. he's just so blissfully dumb. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 he's a lot dumber in the book. It's it, it seems like Shakespeare. Than, than <laughs> yeah, and another thing that I noticed about the book too is like in the movie, I I could, I I thought they were going somewhere with the sense that you know I thought Rick did have yeah. some like underlying health issues, and in the book, yeah, it it expanded on it. Kind of yeah. went into more detail because he's that. bipolar yeah, a little bit, but like not a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was that was my yeah. That yeah. was what I liked about it. Just uh just a whole lot more description yeah. and and there's the whole there's the whole out. point where he's talking with with uh what um what's her name uh, Trudy right and he's he's his his, yeah. his yeah, internal yeah, yeah, yeah. monologue yeah. is just so <laughs> filthy. He's just like she's just like. I mean, she's a very spirited little little girl, and he's just in his head. He's just like this little bitch, <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's, it's yeah. So I I don't even I, it caught me so off guard. He was just so so hostile in his head. Like it was just I was like she, she's literally like eight, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, that also led to one of the most yeah. That's true. Endings, that's true. I mean, oh my god, <laughs> that whole yeah, relationship. I, I mean, the thing oh, I really man. enjoyed also just about the the book too that got expanded upon is we got a whole lot more information on the actual Lancer plot. We had like whole chapters written from the point of view of the characters mm-hmm. on Lancer. I was like, that looks pretty cool. Like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. This sounds like a really interest, interesting story that I'd actually want to watch. And I looked up an episode on YouTube and it was like so grainy and black and white. I was like, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> like, I can't, I can't tell. <laughs> Look like Minecraft. I know. I I, I tried watching the first episode. Yeah. Too. It was nothing, nothing like the, the yeah. first episode of Lancer. Uh, but it was it movie. was it was interesting. Yeah. Um, I really really did like that story in the in the book. I do think one thing that I think could have been fleshed out less or focused upon less, bro, is is the feet. Why why is there so much information every time a female <laughs> character comes on the page? Like on, on oh screen or on the page, whatever. He he dedicates like a whole like like two sentence description about like her, her the soles of her feet and if they're like dirty or not, bro. He's just like she had huge ogre like oh toenails. God. And I'm like, dude, I don't <laughs> stop. <laughs> stop. <laughs> like I'm not <laughs> Slow down. I don't wanna it's like I'm not I didn't sign up for this. I mean maybe I did, knowing it's, it's Tarantino wrote it, but like I'm just like I didn't stop, please. <laughs> um yeah yeah when you go into a tarantino God. piece of media you and there you was sign a waiver there and there was that one scene with the uh with pussycat the the manson family girl 
in the car with Cliff. I'm not I'm not going to get into the graphic gory oh, details man. of it. It's just so much worse in the book. Oh my gosh. It was I was reading it and I was like mm-hmm. Is this just what people did in in the 60s? Is this how what what life was like? <laughs> <laughs> like this is this is ridiculous like and that's the other thing is, is that i think is interesting though is like just the kind of window into like all the hitchhiking i think is hilarious because i mean it's just not something that i grew up with so i'm like reading about it and it's just crazy to think that that was like a thing right but yeah it's so i think i think for the most part the what he expands on in the book is better and, and and improves it. It's just like the weird parts that get a lot weirder, <laughs> for better or for worse. Uh, what about what about you, Javon? I know you just you finished it. Uh, what was your uh, what was your experience, bro? You know, <laughs> I was reading the book, and I've been I was you know I was trying to read the book while like you know, I'm at work and everything like after the, right. and. It took me a while to read the book. That's why we, this episode is taking so long to even get out. But, you know, don't tell them that. Uh, but uh, it took me a while to read the book. But um, I, I think after after reading it, I was like, you know what? If someone gave me this book and didn't tell me who the author was, I'd be like, you know what? A, a man definitely wrote this book. Like, this is the most <laughs> dude book I've ever read. Like, True. the way they were describing certain things... <laughs> In this book, bro, I was like, okay. Like, well, let's talk about like, my man, like yeah, Cliff. like the whole Cliff is, thing. is like I a was whole, that in a a whole like guys like, like oh. the ultimate like war here. Like, bro, Cliff, <laughs> this character is ridiculous in the book. <laughs> Don't get me started guy. on Cliff. <laughs> Cliff, no, Cliff. Honestly, he's I'll a, be honest. He's a war I think hero, Cliff man. Deserves a book on his own <laughs> because my man's life. It's ridiculous. He was more than just a warrior. There was, he was a, a straight up <laughs> like, serial he killer. He was doing the most. Of, of, of <laughs> this Cliff. Okay, so Cliff. So have yeah, you read? Have Kurosawa. you read Forrest Gump? Like the book. So like in the movie, right? Forrest Gump is you know no. So, so the movie version of yeah, it's a book. Wait, Forrest Gump so like, is a book. The okay, you've seen oh, the movie yeah. though, right? So you know Forrest Gump has this very like yeah. well, well crazy yeah, life yeah. essentially. Of uh, the book is way crazier. He like goes to space, like straight up becomes like an astronaut. He gets like it's it's Why well, well, well it's all this like ridiculous stuff. Yeah, that but so that's funny. exactly what this this version of Cliff reminded me of was like in the in the movie already he's like a badass, right? Yeah, he's yeah. like this like you know he he he's, he's the dude who threw yeah, Bruce yeah. Lee into a car, right? He he's a war hero, um, and and he he obviously at the end of the film you know beats up the Manson family. Uh, or that's one way to put it, I guess. But in the book, this man has like killed f- what five hundred people or something, right? <laughs> like he's just he, <laughs> and he's gotten. There's like a a line in it, right, where it's it, it talks about it. Actually, I love how Brandy the the dog got an origin story, by the way. Uh, and it talks about how he like kills yeah. her original or her original handler, uh, his his friend, and it's like this was like the first of three times Cliff Booth would get away with murder, and like. Man's a serial killer. <laughs> like, 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 like for real. Okay. 
there's that whole scene that he had where uh there he uh in the in the book where rick asks cliff about what it's like to kill a man and he goes into very graphic detail about killing a pig that just left i'm just like this man is unhinged oh my god like it's it was like so disturbing (laughs) yeah Uh, but yeah and then he's you want to find out what it's like? It's, it, and then he's got the really hilarious. He's <laughs> like really into foreign films too, which I think is a great. It really flushes out his character, which is really funny, uh, and it, it it also adds context, I think, to the conversation about Italian movies in the uh, in the start of the film too, which is yeah. really interesting. He's way more oh, intelligent. Than yeah, one hundred percent. <laughs> oh 100 yeah, their dynamic is is just great 100 like rick was like rick rick was dumb in the film but i mean in the book i mean it was a farce like my man <laughs> it's a my farce man was an idiot. like you know and i say and i say this with all due respect like you know what i'm saying but my man i mean he's not even real but like i say this with all due respect rick was a dumbass. <laughs> like but you know what I think what I did like about the book, like, and I think you guys brought this up, was that it it uh, it definitely it definitely expanded on things, and it definitely expanded on Rick Dalton. Right. Like, I actually yes. felt for him at the oh, end. Oh, definitely. Because I remember, like, a couple days mm-hmm. ago. Oh yeah, like, like that whole that whole ending where he was talking. You, I won't, I won't spoil it, but you know, he, he talked to a certain you know other actor. And, you know, he, he thought that actor didn't really care about him or whatever. Right. But it was just the fact that the actor acknowledged him and gave him like, you know, hey, man, you know, maybe one day we can we can go out and do something. And it made him feel good. I, I think we've all had that moment mm-hmm. in our lives at least once that someone even noticed you. And I felt like that right there for Rick was so cathartic and it was very beautiful. Like, I, I just oh, I. Rick Rick got the best character development in here. Like I know Cliff should have been the entire focus of the book. To be quite honest, if you guys ever read the book, Cliff was the focus of the book. I'm sorry, like this man was everything for me. I I wanted more chapters of Cliff. I'm disappointed that I didn't get a lot. I mean, I got a lot, but not as much as I needed. I wasn't filled. I wasn't filled yet. But I think that nah, I think man, that Rick, Cliff is also one Rick of those characters, man, dude. I, I loved Rick's whole characterization in this. I think Cliff, while very interesting, he's also mm-hmm. one of those characters that is more static, you know, like he's more of just like this like badass type. So I think he might work better in limited yeah. doses kind of. Yeah, you know, like for- I think I think that, you know, if I don't know, like like maybe like his own movie might just go too it might exp- you know, remove too much of the mystery, I think, that makes his character work. Um but yeah, I, I think I think true, like true. and there was there was also yeah, I, I did kind of yeah. like in the movie the ambiguity of yeah. whether or not he did kill yeah. his wife. Why in the, the book, book that was a really disturbing. An I didn't. Yeah, that was a very disturbing chapter for me reading that. Like that was that got really dark. I was like, oh, I mean, <laughs> who would have thought, right? But, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And I thought the the connections like the book also has like. Well, I think the ending, okay, the, the ending of the book is very different than the ending of the film in the sense that the ending of the film is like brought up as a kind of like a well it's brought up about halfway in the book itself and it's more of like a flash forward to the future they're like this would later happen and this like is kind of how their lives turned out 
and that was like that was that was yeah the only yeah because i was expecting it, right? it to chronologically play out just like the movie did but the ending of the mm-hmm. of the movie in the book itself uh was like halfway through the, the the book and so i was that was interesting because it flashes forward to kind of what that does you know revitalizes rick's film career um and you know it talks about kind of how how their lives turn out after the after the events of of uh you know that night that were you know the the torch and and everything uh you know what i'm talking about uh so i thought that that's kind of why i was interested in the book is kind of some more context on that and it gives it just it's in a very interesting way that it's kind of like framed in the middle of the book itself all right <laughs> and, and then i did i did enjoy though without going too far into it though the connections to inglorious bastards too um and kind of like oh true. like that was that was pretty cool because uh, I, I like the shared the shared universe stuff um but yeah what a what a picture <laughs> wait a minute Yo, I had, I had, a, I had well, just had an epiphany. Yeah. What? Hold up. Yeah. So wasn't there like a chapter in the book, right, about Aldo Ray? Yeah, the the actor. The what? Right? Am I tripping? Yeah, the actor. Oh, oh yes, the yes, actor, yes, right? Yes, yes, yes. Right. Yeah. And then the dude's name in Inglorious Bastards was Aldo Rain. Right, different guy. Like I just made a the connection. dude in the movie is Cliff different yeah, yeah the, different dude the, the, but I yeah. see where he got the the name from kind yeah, of. the dude in the movie like, is, I was like I just thought of is that named just after now. the actor I swear I'm I'm slow no I mean it's confusing <laughs> that is funny okay yeah but all right so that that yeah, uh, I was like wait a minute like yeah it, it, it did confuse me yeah. So recently, uh, about a week or so ago, we went to Casa Vega, the restaurant where they go to in the movie, the night of the Manson family. Well, I guess attempted murders in the movie. Um, and mm-hmm. we I mean, we we dined there. Uh, what was <laughs> do we want to just go over like our overall experience? Like, how'd you guys how'd you guys in, enjoy it? Like we did it for Ethan's birthday. So happy birthday, Ethan. Um, but uh, I think the highlight for me was Yay. definitely the drinks 100 <laughs> percent the drinks 100%. they have the the really 100%. cool tarantino yep like I agree. margarita and they've got like a bunch of like movie themed margaritas and stuff like that and so it was it's definitely like a very touristy place I, th- I feel like but it was it was cool like the drinks were really good um what uh what about you guys uh ethan you want to go first <laughs> Are you? You're like tentative to talk about yeah, a yeah, restaurant. I, I, I mean, I I I I I I, I, I always go first, so I was kind of letting Jay uh, maybe do his thing. <laughs> oh, you want me to go first? Okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah, go hey, ahead. Well, I'm not gonna lie, huh? Okay. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I've, I've been to a lot of Mexican food places in my entire life. Okay, I'm from LA. That that's that's just that's in your DNA. This place was mid, bro. I'm not gonna lie. Bro. Yeah, it, it was it was mid to trash, bro. Oh. I, I couldn't even. The burrito, bro. They gave us. I I got a carne asada burrito. How do you fuck up carne asada burritos? <laughs> it's the most simplest thing to make. Damn, I didn't wow, think it was that bad. 
Bro, it was me. Yeah. I didn't finish it. I didn't even finish it. Because it was like the oh. cheese was cakey. Oh, man. And it just did not mm-hmm. feel like it did not, you know, didn't tickle my palate. Pause. <laughs> But it didn't tickle my palate. Like, I like how this this episode, by the way, has gone from talking m- reviewing movies to talking about books to talking about food. Very, you know, very triple threat. Um, well, I just want to understand how Tarantino was like, "Yo, this is the spot." I, I mean, well, it's it's because like, the ambiance is awesome. I just did not like the food. Like man. the that's the thing is like you're paying for ambiance, right? Oh yeah, the ambiance like, it was, was great. It was really I, cool. I like we, the ambiance was fantastic, bro. It looked like a, it looked like a cantina. Yeah. Like kind of like the whole in the yeah, like, type of spot. Like it was really nice. Like, like it was a vibe. Like you, I could see you going there with your friends, you know, your girl yeah. or whatever, or your your girl, your dude. Whoever. And it felt like you were in. It felt like you were in the movie. You know, like it felt like you were. You know, yeah, exactly. Like it, the and, booths and the were pretty. Was a little bit low, so like yeah. it was a vibe. Yeah, exactly. But don't ask for the food. <laughs> just, just don't. I think don't it, go in there and ask for food. I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it was like a drinks place. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. The um, I ordered two margaritas. Our the main. Like, I got oh, go uh, God. What was the first one? Oh, the Tarantino. Duh. Yeah. And it was just like you know your normal margarita. It was good. Pretty, it was, yeah, it was oh, like orange. Yeah, it was pretty good. And then I got a toasted coconut margarita, which was I'm jealous. Insane. It was yeah. so good. There was I could have done with a little more alcohol. But yeah. oh man, the coconut! Oh man, it was it was it was really good. It was really good. Um, the chips were kind of. Were, I'm not gonna I, lie. I enjoyed the chip. I mean, I I don't I mean, feel like there's bad usually, chips. Really, you gotta enjoy chips. Chips right? better than the food. I, I thought well, yeah, that no, the chips the chips were better yeah. than the food. But like when as like Mexican restaurant chips go, man, like I could have bought those. They could have been Tostitos. I thought that driving. Like I, I thought that we, you know, we, we were definitely paying for the ambiance and the experience. That's and it was fun. I enjoyed myself. I had a good time. That said, I don't know if I would like, I if I would hesitate to go back because one, it oh, was. I don't think I'll be. Back. It was. It was. It's very expensive. It was a drive. It was. Ex, it was very yeah. expensive. And Facts. yeah, the food was just like very. It was just. It's fine. It was marginal, I guess. It like I didn't really do much Nothing for it. So, yeah, exactly. So like it was fine. It was mostly the drinks that were really good and i wish i got that coconut margarita but yeah, i got what did we get we ended up getting a grilled oh, pineapple like something or other and that was just it t- it was so sour like it was it looked good on the menu it sounded like really good i was like yeah, in theory it should be yeah good, but, but it was it, it was just straight juice yeah, i don't know they, they fucked that yeah, yeah but it was uh and it was cool no, there's you know but i i would i want to add one more thing yeah, yeah. I just didn't like the whole creeping around me like Batman to give me water, bro. Oh. The service there, bro, was trash. I'm over here just trying to enjoy my trash, time. But my man's behind me. It was, it was me. odd, definitely for you. I don't, bro. It was. I, I just think it was. It was. It was no. It like for y'all, it might have been no, fun. No, it took but forever to get over my shoulder. It took forever to get drinks and food, though. Remember, we were just no, trying to first, order a second drink first, for a while. I think the like, margaritas came before shoulder. Javon came because Javon came late. I think the yeah. food, or not the food, the the, the drinks yeah. came relatively quickly. Yeah. But after that, as like you know, we started. We I did think it was funny though because Javon definitely had like a, you know that that scene from Always Sunny in Philadelphia where Char- Charlie and and uh, Mac look at each other from across the restaurant. 
Like that's kind of yeah. what Javon had, just like from three feet well, away with, with with the with the yeah the guy who brought us our drinks. Like <laughs> so, just staring at each other for it, it's becoming. You know, here I, I would like the audience to know that it's becoming a, it's becoming a, a thing that every time I go to a restaurant, I do something that I don't even recognize. <laughs> like we we went to Paco's Tacos one time. I guess I pitched the food, and now <laughs> now I'm acknowledging people with drinks. It's great. I didn't even know I did that. <laughs> it's like, becoming a running joke. Yay or nay? All right, all right. So, Casa Vega. But you, you know, I I think I, I, I really wanted to know. I'm, I'm really so Casa Vega food substandard. Drinks were good. <laughs> Ambiance was was excellent. Service yeah. wasn't great, but yeah. I think I feel like that's also we maybe 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 it was just a, r- a bad night for them. I'm I'm willing to cut them the yeah. benefit of the doubt. Yeah, you know, you I know, would go back. It's pandemic it's, people, people yeah, are, maybe I would go back. Yeah, because it I did enjoy. It was a fun evening. Uh, it's just it might have to be in a in a little while. They you know? want to have have more dispensable income. Yeah, that too. Well. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's just you know, maybe maybe yeah. in a little while because it is a drive yeah. too, and I feel like we've got other options closer to yeah. us yeah so out of 10 what would you, oh, do, you wanna, okay. do you want to okay you want to score it i don't know i'll give it like a six like i was six? I, okay. I was i was whelmed it was fine like yeah yeah i agree i'd go six and a half i don't like, like i said i had fun oh, man you being generous i had fun at the end of the night i no. mean that point five for that margarita man the, y'all are, y'all margarita was good maybe maybe a six and a half maybe yeah how about you jay she's gonna give it like a three well. yeah Bro, I'm I'm giving it I'm giving a get that ass band type. Oh my of, god! Uh, review, okay? It's 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 gonna be a it's gonna be a zero out of ten for me. A zero? What? I did not enjoy wow. myself. Wow! I, like you just erased any. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just, that, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It wasn't that bad. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Damn! Gave it the big day score. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, um, no, um, I, you know what? Okay, I agree with you guys. I, I guess you know, I was just joking about y'all being generous. I, I agree. It was it was a six. I definitely had a great time with you guys. I did like the ambiance of it. If the service was a little bit different and the food was a tad bit and the better, bathrooms are a little bigger. I would give it a six point five. I did enjoy the oh drink, my God, the first drink I had. Bathrooms were real cozy. What happened? <laughs> Everything oh, was so did not small. like the bathrooms either. You know what? For that, that's going to be a five out of ten. The bathroom sucked. I'm a big dude. There's no way in hell that I need to be squeezing in here. I just don't think they had a lot of space. I did not like that because they had the. Uh, so yeah, the, no, the you know what? It's going down a peg. Yeah. Five out of ten. Wow, damn. You know, for we'll just we'll just we'll just maybe have to try it again some other time. Just for the bathroom. It's only the bathroom. Uh, yeah, so that'll. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Okay, so just yeah. Let, let me let me like we watched let me have some drinks before. In retrospect, okay, so just to just to round things out, we're moving on. So up. we're big fans of of the movie, the book, or yeah, big fans of of, of Once yes. Upon a Time in Hollywood, the film, the book, Casa Vega. It was a it was a, it was a cool experience. Indifferent. You know, not not necessarily super. Gonna go back super soon. So, um, anyway, that uh that that will just about wrap it yeah. up for us here uh as we run up on our time um so homework for the week do we have any any big standout films to watch i mean i feel like ethan what was the excuse my memory but what was the the one you brought up the uh the grandmaster okay it's on netflix okay Um, that will be you guys want i'll have to watch that um, yeah it's only available until september 26th so oh okay you know get on get on it i'll have to watch that and report back because that does sound 
Yeah, is that, is that your guys' homework or something? Yeah, or that what? can be our homework. Um, you Both can. Y'all? Okay. I don't know. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. All right. So no, I, I mean, just I watch this fight scene. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, I know. Sounds Jay, cool. I know you'll 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 enjoy it. We've talked about kung fu movies before. You know what I realized? I always forget that kung fu movies exist. I, I get my love for my kung fu movies from my dad. Yeah. I always forget they exist, yeah. but I, I always usually have a fun they, time watching them. Yeah. Of course. They're so – because especially the ones that come from China, like they're just great. I mean obviously they all come from China, but like the ones that like – Yeah. Oh, that, that's another thing. It's all in uh, – it's all, it's all in Mandarin. Oh, perfect. Oh, do you already know this is going to be fire? I'm, I'm, I'm for it. Let's go. I'm going to watch it. That's my homework. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, uh, that I'll will just, just about and... just about do it for oh, us man. here. Now that we've we've all got some, Ethan, you can watch. Uh, I don't know. Read Maybe a book. Something. Read another book. Read a book. <laughs> read another book. I'm <laughs> reading. No way. I'm finishing a that's, book. That's your homework. <laughs> you, 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 read some Magic Not Treehouse, bro. <laughs> um, oh. read, read some Steinbeck. Read some Steinbeck. There you go. Read the Red Pony. <laughs> Uh, I've read the red. I know. The red, the red, the red. <laughs> there you go. Uh, all right. Well, we'll we'll think of something. You you have a, a free card. You just watch something and report back. All right. I'll just watch. Um, Sounds okay. Good. So that'll just do it. Do it for us here today. Uh, if you haven't already and you like what you're hearing, be sure to keep up with us on Instagram at Sauce Kitchen uh, Prod. Short for Productions. <laughs> It just—it sounds so weird to, to just like read. It's just—it's just P R O D, sauce kitchen prod. I know. Well, again, sauce kitchen. Just yeah. sauce kitchen was. We got to get our so, cloud up. Oops, it's fine. We're working on it. Yeah. Well, prod prude. I don't think anyone would um, like that. You can also but... keep up with us on Twitter at <laughs> sauce underscore kitchen. Our brand new kitchen, or excuse me, our brand new Twitter. Um. That uh, it, it's it's fun. So keep up with that for uh, more. I mean, more episodes of this podcast. Also, more upcoming news about our new project, which we are all very excited about. Um, we've been making some some fun Ooh. progress on that. We're going to fill you guys in on in a little bit. Uh, so also subscribe mm-hmm. to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening to this podcast. Uh, there's probably a button to to do that. I don't know. Maybe it's shaped like a heart. Maybe it's a thumbs up. You can find it. You're you're smart. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, for Ethan Rittner and Javon Willis, this has been the Saucecast. See you next time. <laughs>